You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolix Nights for the first time this evening. You've missed nothing. Yeah. This is where hey, okay, boomer. <laughs> Trademark, Trademark Fox. Fox would be <laughs> Fox. It's so funny it's Fox too, because they would be the ones that would be like, we want that. We we own that now. Yeah. Now this time I forgot to uh do my external recording, so now I'm recording my external. It's all good. I just started a new recording because all that everything everything earlier is all trash. It's going away. <laughs> Well, I wasn't recording the good parts. <laughs> right, right. Not that you missed anything, future listener. No, no. Full transparency. We're not lying to you. But if we had been streaming earlier, we have somewhat of a theme of <laughs> news that is no news. Because... Uh, and no news is good news. That's a good point. That's a good point. And uh, if you're just turning... If you missed our little stream earlier anyway and you're just tuning in hey me and jesse we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna react to some news or no news non-news a lot of non-news stories uh yeah but you know what it's it's an extra nerdy lineup of stories though so probably like it yeah it'd be fun it's gonna be fun it'll be a good time my vape (laughs) (laughs) that makes it look more devious it'll kill you yeah, bathed in 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 a haze. Okay, deviousness, <laughs> deviousness, <laughs> devious haze. Uh, and chat, yeah. Let us, I, I, and by chat I mean Paul, because you're the one talking to us right now. Let us know how the stream's going. Like if it gets weird, if it weirds out on 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 you again. I, we mean visually. I mean it's gonna be weird anyway. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. Yeah. Hey, everybody loves Star Wars, right? Yeah. Okay, good. because Especially Baby Yoda's. I have a bunch of non-news <laughs> about Star Wars things. Uh, the first being Star Wars reveals... Wait, did Star Wars itself reveal this? Star Wars reveals exciting role for Leia in the rise pretty meta. of Skywalker. Uh, oh, interesting. This article on cinemablend.com has an affiliate link warning at the top. Why? Oh, because there's a, there's a, well, no, but I was like, what are they possibly like affiliate link signing pimping at us? Uh, there's a link to a seven day free trial of Disney plus. That's gotta be what it is. Oh yeah. 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 Fine. That's cool. Which is basically what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the Mandalorian to be like kind of wrapped and then just do my seven days. And then you're going to binge it, do the thing that streaming places are trying to get away from. Yeah, yeah. The the whole point of them putting it out episodically. I'm going to subvert that and just binge it. They're all about subver- subverting expectations anymore, so... Okay. Yeah, so it's okay if I do it. <laughs> so this bit of non-news is basically... I guess this is kind of interesting if you're really into it. Um, so Princess... Or I guess it's not Princess anymore. It's General Leia. Mm-hmm. Um just a, a bit of information about her role in the upcoming movie. And of course, uh, 
did they have they only have like eight minutes of footage of her that they pulled from previous movies previous two movies because she is no longer around to film movies uh but basically according to hold on where's the person that actually said this was it in a tweet of course it was i mean it's not news if it wasn't in a tweet yeah i totally lost it where where to go oh no no this actually wasn't oh my gosh this was it from a press junket what um oh okay so it was released no Star Wars revealed this. Um, General Leia Organa continues to lead the heroic res- resistance, building back a fighting force after having suffered costly setbacks. Leia is also training Rey in the ways of the Force, for the galaxy still has need of a Jedi. Um, so that's the big that's the big reveal. Is uh, sh- basically you know everybody kind of expected I think Luke to train Rey, and that didn't really pan out. So, uh, yeah, she trains Ray in the force. Paul says Hmm. CGI takes over Hollywood. Yeah, I wonder wonder if they're going to CGI her. If they only have eight. No, they'll just just get James Dean to do it. They'll just just get (laughs) James Dean to play the role role of Leia. Because, you know, CGI James Dean, he'll take any role. That is recasting. He's not picky. That is recasting I might be able to get behind. (laughs) Paul says, but who trained Leia? Well, Luke. Yeah, I mean, presumptively. Yeah, yes, you have to assume. It had to be. It had to be. Who else is? I don't know. She don't need no man to train her. (laughs) No, no, clearly not, no. She trained herself. Yeah, I mean, she she was married to Han Solo, so, I mean. That's a trick. You probably just learned some things. (laughs) You just learned some things. (laughs) No training required. You just pick a few things didn't up. Need to, I mean, you know, she just had to force the issue. <laughs> That's my reaction. Yes, on video, <laughs> I can have a nonverbal reaction, and it makes sense. <laughs> okay, more Disney news. More Star Wars news. Baby Yoda? No. Probably. Not yet. Disney Plus Maybe? is right. making a Jedi competition series. Uh, this comes from Vulture.com. Uh, so basically, there's not a lot of information about it other than it. it's called a Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. And the article like likens it most likely to Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple, you know. So it's probably something like that, you know. This is like American Ninja Warrior only Jedi stuff. Yeah, probably. Um, but but I, I I have a feeling it's going to be geared specifically towards kids, or at least that's the feeling that this article conjures, this very like one-paragraph article conjures when they mention Legends of the Hidden Temple and the aggro crag. So if you can't do the... If you can't do the uh, the salmon ladder, then uh, you, you fall into the trash compactor. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I know. I'm on board with that. We'll do that. The monkey puzzle. I don't. I don't remember the monkey puzzle. I do remember the aggro crag. Um, I want pod racing. It was the it was the main reason to watch the first uh, for episode one. You know, the <laughs> thing is though, they'll do like some type of pod racing challenge, but it's gonna it's gonna be so lame. 
It's going to be so lame. <laughs> Probably. Here's, here's the problem with this. It'd be like a paddle boat. <laughs> the we, slowest possible analog for a pod racer is a, is a paddle boat. Was it? Did we talk about it on the last Grolix live show about your Quidditch viewing? Because I want to follow up on that. But I was going to say, it'd be lame because it'd be like the idea of playing Quidditch in real life. It's like, yeah, that's fun. But nobody's flying around on a broomstick, so it's not really that it's not the same. Um, right. How was that, by the way? Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. Um, so it's it's surreal because it's very much a sport. Like, it's based on this, like, super magical thing. But, like, when you're there, it's it's a bunch of people playing sports. You just don't understand any of the rules. So it's like most sports, I guess. But, <laughs> but Do like, they have brooms? I don't know. They're like sort of they have like a p like a p not like a pvc pipe but like like that kind of material you know like like a i don't know like a lightweight but super durable type of pipe and you have to have one hand on that at all times otherwise you can't do any of your other actions so anytime that you've got like um a bludger or a or the, the other balls um you have to have one hand on the stick and one hand on the ball yeah. No comment. <laughs> no know, obvious juvenile no comment. My non-comment is yeah, more I mean, comment I mean, than I can't, I can't. Yeah. But there's no other way to say it. <laughs> oh, one hand on the broom, one hand on the ball. I guess that's the other way to say it. So, oddly and, enough, uh, Quidditch sounds like a very manly sport. It was It was like rugby. It was crazy. Like this one gal was, uh, she was walking through the, the vendor area and she had like like a legit fanny pack of ice on her back. And I was like, what happened to you? <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, I watched a few. Uh, the snitch in the, in the, in the fictional game is just this little golden ball that flies around. Right. And mm -hmm. the game's over when you catch it and it's worth a certain amount of points. Um, so like if you're being outscored and you can't win by catching the snitch, then you uh, don't want the other team to catch the snitch kind of thing. But the snitch in this version of the game is a dude <laughs> that just comes out and like, will judo roll you. And it was like, holy cow. The, uh, the snitch is, is brutal. <laughs> the snitch is a, you don't want to play prison rules. If you're playing Quidditch. <laughs> and I, I think it was like a, like a football flag or something like in order to get the snitch, you basically had to pull the football flag off of the snitch and the snitch will like judo, you will judo throw you. And he must not be from either team. He has to be like maybe somebody from another team entirely. <laughs> it's like, wow, it was crazy. It was crazy to watch. And I, I don't totally, totally claim to understand it, but, um, it was it was more fun to watch than I would have expected, and they really get into it. That's cool. Yeah, I was very curious as to kind of how it played out. Oh, you moved around again, did you? <laughs> oh, we're gonna start the jumping around, jumping Jesse. Get out, Jesse, and jump around. Uh, Paul says, in real life, the snitch should be a toddler on a sugar high. I mean, that would be pretty hard to catch. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, so this next story, this is kind of a lengthy write-up, and there's not a lot of actual concrete stuff, but it comes from Variety, Variety.com. Okay. Uh, it's basically DC plots future with Superman, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, and R-rated movies. 
What is with <laughs> just just in general? Just in general, just R rated. We're gonna movies. make some. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna make some. So, I don't get this. Like, we've seen it with Deadpool, right? Where a comic R rated comic book movie comes out, makes all the money in the world, and then people, and then the studio is like, we should maybe make some R rated comic book movies. Like, so this is You're in right. response to Joker. And it's like, well. We, you guys are already doing that. What are you talking about? Um, right. And this... I was say, they've done it exactly three times that have worked well. And that was Deadpool. Well, I guess Deadpool 1 and 2, but I'm counting Deadpool in general. Mm-hmm. Logan. And then, um, yeah, and Joker. And I still haven't seen it, so... I haven't seen Joker either. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and put a pin on this story and jump forward. Joker coming to... Digital DVD and Blu-ray just in time for the holidays. They are... Oh, oh good. <laughs> From what I understand, it's super duper dark. They're rushing <laughs> so it's this perfect thing. for the holidays. I was actually... I was yeah. a little surprised, and there's not much to it, but they announced uh, via Twitter that you can oh, yeah. own Joker on digital uh, December 17th and Blu-ray January 7th. So they're definitely rushing it out to hit, you know, Christmas and stuff, but... Hey, I'm for it because I have not gotten a chance to see it either. I haven't gone to the theater yet. Paul says it's awesome. I mean, yeah, I was super excited for it from the get-go because of how surprising the tone of it was. So, and I haven't really heard good things. So, anyway, back to the... There's basically just kind of a lot of vague information from unspecified sources. Again, though, it's variety, so they're, you know, they're legit. But there's not. That's a little more credibility right there. There's a lot of writing, but there's not a lot of like hard things to really grab onto. But basically, it sounds like, and this is stems from earlier reports, is Twitter the new dailies? Twitter's just the new everything. What are you talking about? That's where everything comes from. Not even news, just everything now. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's really the only thing that Twitter's good at is being a source for news. It is good for that for sure. Yeah. Um, it's the thing that's keeping Twitter alive, I think, is it's easily embeddable into any news article. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're smart to embrace that, too. They make it pretty easy to do that. Uh, but basically, and part of this stems from earlier reports, like, they don't know what to do with Superman, but they want to do something with Superman, and they're trying to figure out, how can we make Superman relevant? I'm guessing with Man of Steel, maybe not... I mean, those movies both did well, but the reaction, basically everything from their attempt to jumpstart their own cinematic universe, like, I don't think they understood what necessarily went wrong, because I don't think, like, for example, Henry Cavill, and maybe he doesn't want to do it, but I think he's a fine Superman. He's not responsible for the tone of the movies. Right, right, exactly. Now, last I'd heard, he's... He's still down to do more Superman, mm-hmm. but it sounded like and they were. He's he doesn't feel like he's hit it yet, you know, because again, he's not in charge of it. Like somebody else is writing all the things he has to say. Someone else is telling him how he's supposed to say him. Paul says because immigrants aren't relevant. That you know, it's Those interesting. Space immigrants. <laughs> I mean, that is if they wanted to. I'm glad Zack Snyder didn't do it because it'd be so on the nose. It'd be disgusting. But I mean. That's something they could lean into if they wanted to make something interesting, I guess. But uh, well, and they've they've tried that in the comics, and it's done. I mean, like 
d- mixed results it's, depending on who's trying yeah. it. I mean, it is a stretch with <sighs> Supergirl tapped into that vein fairly well without going political. I mean, it's kind of political by nature. Right. Well, I mean, at its core, the issue, it's not, but it being an issue is. Uh, so mm-hmm. to, according to Variety, to help uh, to help find a way to make Superman relevant to modern audiences, Studio Brass has been pulling lots of uh, high-profile talent. There have been discussions discussions with J.J. Abrams, whose company Bad Robot recently signed a, ma- a massive first-look deal with the studio. There was a meeting with Michael B. Jordan earlier this year. Um, apparently, he pitched a version for the character, uh, but he is not ready to commit to any commit to a project since filming doesn't seem likely for several years blah 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 um beyond superman basically there was where's the interesting stuff they kind of had new people come in at the top level who were like they didn't approach the the, basically they're like we didn't approach it right You, you we can't jump just jumpstart our own marvel cinematic universe by starting with the ensemble pictures. And it's like, well, yeah, duh. But <laughs> when duh. they didn't though, I mean like they, they did the Superman, they did the Superman V Batman, they did the wonder woman, and then they did the ensemble throwing a few new faces in, which should have been fine. But yeah, honestly, I don't know though. I, I know it's not quite enough. Batman V Superman. That was trying too much. All it, that was, the problem is like they were obviously just trying to cram a bunch in to where it's one of those deals where you know what the story of this movie doesn't really matter because it's just going to set up our new cinematic universe. It's this movie is just a two and a half hour long trailer for every other movie that's going to be a two and a half hour long trailer for the next set of movies. Not that Marvel does things differently, but and I'm glad that they like recognize this Marvel at least like weave their way into it a little bit smoother instead of trying to rush to it because yeah, they did man of steel, but Batman V Superman was obviously they were let's get to this as quick as possible. And it yeah suffered. Well, they even, they were even like, look, wonder woman, boom, before she has a movie, she's going to have a movie by the way. Paul is saying some kind of interesting things, but let the comic writers write. Hey, I mean, I, I agree and disagree at the same time because sometimes com- I you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I mean it kind of depends. Like it depends on the writer. Like because it's definitely a different skill set to write. It's it's a different medium. Um, yeah. So it's a different skill set to write a screenplay versus a comic books. Uh, what would you just call it? I guess write a comic book. But some of them definitely can and if you want to do a story where the writers maybe either not interested or that's not their skill set, then get a, I don't know, get somebody who's willing to like pull more faithfully from the material. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. Okay. Well, and there's a bunch consultation, of consultation. Yeah. It's an interesting article. When I repost this episode in on the, uh, on the garlics podcast.com website, there will be a link to this article. It's lengthy. Um, but I'm in a way that I'm having a hard time picking out the good little bits of information. So I'm going to stop because it's stalling us. Uh, but oh yeah. And and (laughs) whatever, you know, rated R movies, uh, birds of prey, they're looking at maybe being rated R. Um, 
the new Suicide Squad movie will probably mm. be rated R. The only thing that, and this is this is a problem. A lot of the a lot of the movies, they have a director I like. James, that's that's the DC movie that James Gunn went over to do, and oh, that's that, right, yeah. That alone is almost enough to kind of get me interested. Um, but it's kind of like the you know who knows what that's really going to turn into in the end. But it's like Ant Man and Edgar Wright. I was pumped for Ant Man till Edgar Wright left the project, mm-hmm. and then I was like, eh, whatever. I'll see it sometime. Paul says those make sense for an R rating. That's exactly it. Like, don't just shoehorn an R rating on something that doesn't need it because they think that's what made the money. So Logan is still surprising to me, but Logan wasn't a thing where it was shoehorned. Like it was appropriate for Logan and Deadpool. And Logan was so uniquely its own thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like it, it sort of kind of pulled from source material, but really it was just its own new story. Oh, and the article also points out that they're Warner Warner Brothers is looking for a lot more DC projects to put on the upcoming HBO Max, which is the new streaming service. Because right. I mean, it seems like a lot of the stuff that was on DC Universe that didn't get canceled is probably gonna go over to HBO Max. I think Titans and Doom Patrol are confirmed is going over there. And uh they are also looking at premiering some feature length DC titles on there but i'm guessing they don't know what that's going to be yet and it also sounds like the flash is still a thing that's going to happen with um what's his hmm. name the, the ezra really ezra Mill- yeah but that probably won't even start till 2021 so who knows if it's going to happen because he's currently filming the next fantastic beasts film oh yeah boy that speaking of you probably haven't seen any of those have you uh-uh the last one, um, the first one was fun because it was kind of an untested commodity or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then the second one, they decided, oh, we're going to kickstart a really big story arc. It really felt like um, The Matrix in the way mm-hmm. that the first movie was fine on its own. And then the second one, they were like, we're going to do everything. And it's leading to something huge. And it just wound up being confusing. That's the And that's how the with- second movie kind of ended. That's kind of the issue. It's a little bit different, but it's kind of the issue that we're touching on with Batman v Superman and DC's problem. And then other things like they did that world of, I think it was a world of Warcraft movie to where Mm. they like that movie exists to launch a big cinematic universe. And it's like, you're not guaranteed that like you, you don't presume rather than, and I guess it doesn't really matter to them because if it fails, whatever, they're going to cancel it anyway. Obviously, they want a movie to do well. But if you want it to do well, make a good movie that is, it, it can set things up, but also should be satisfyingly self-contained. You're not guaranteed that audiences are going to dig that movie. So don't put all your baskets in, or don't put all your baskets in, in one, one egg. egg. <laughs> Mummy, don't put it in one egg or you'll crack. Still waiting on that Dark Universe movie or franchise. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Aragon. Dude, what a deal. Aragorn. Think about like like Johnny Depp, speaking of Fantastic Beasts. He was in that last one. Mm-hmm. Right? He was in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah, he's in both of them. Dude, he pay, they paid Universal to paid him and I'm I'm sure like uh, you know, lots of act lots of the people involved a ton of money to sign on to this this deal. And then it just yeah. gets canceled. 
what a sweet payday, man. <laughs> right? Like I'm assuming oh, yeah, they still yeah, right. like that sign on deal still they'd valid. Still have, yeah, they'd still have to they'd have to pay him somehow. All right. Unless it's just options. I don't know. Paul says, uh Aragon. Yeah. Oh, and also didn't they do that? I guess not so much, but they had that D and D movie. And I don't know that they necessarily Oh yeah. That was kind of before I mean, I think Harry Potter was going on, but it was before the Marvel Cinematic Universe made all the money in the world and everybody wanted their own. So um this could maybe potentially the way it goes falls into fall into react at the reboot, but whatever it's okay. sequel. Um Wall Wall Wes Ball teases awesome very presumptuous of you coming soon.net. You don't know that it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. West Ball teases awesome new Planet of the Apes movie. Uh so I this is not something I knew was happening, but a, this the original story is not news. This story is simply a, a report on a tweet as usual, but um I didn't realize that there was a, another apes movie in the works. And uh Yeah, no. Apparently they, they don't pretty know pretty much ended it. Well, it's not known if it's going to be a reboot or a sequel, um, mm. but the it's to be directed by Wes Ball, who, uh, what else has he done? He His directorial debut was on The Maze Runner. I don't know. I okay. never watched any of those movies, so I don't know if it's good. I never watched those either, no. He was attached to direct Mouse Guard, the... Based on the comic, the uh, uh, animated picture that was supposed to be, it was going to be by Fox. Mm -hmm. And then Disney bought up that stuff and was like, we're not doing this, which is weird because it, I know Mouse Guard gets dark, but that feels like such a potentially good Disney property. Right. At least in line with like uh, their Pirates of the Caribbean type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, he says on Twitter... I'm guessing he was asked <laughs> on Twitter. I'll say this about apes. I grew up on the original and absolutely love and absolutely love the previous trilogy. I would only do this if I felt I could offer something special while still honoring what's come before, which when he says it like that, I'm thinking maybe still reboot or like maybe soft reboot. We have something mm-hmm. that's shaping up to be an awesome chapter to this franchise. And then he followed up with, it also doesn't hurt I'm friends with all the folks behind those mo- behind these movies. I'm guessing the original, the previous trilogy. Um, right. That's the whole story. I, tell, I told you guys, this is a, the, the evening of nothing news, but that's the whole story. The main thing for me is I didn't know they were doing a new planet or a new uh, apes movie. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. If it's done well, I, I'll, I'll go to see it because I like those, uh, especially those. You know, I'm not like a huge fan of the Tim Burton one, but. Yeah, I still don't know that I've seen the third one, the third of the most recent trilogy. Oh, it's so good! You should see it. Um, especially you've have you seen? I, have I've you seen at least you've at least seen like the first one, right? I've seen the first two. Which one had um, okay. Gary Oldman? Was that the second one? Um, yeah, Gary Oldman had the second one. Yep. Okay, then yeah, yeah, I've seen the first two, and somehow yeah, I don't think I've seen the third one. God, that came out have you seen ago. the original Heston? Oh, of course. A million times. I love the original Plan of the Apes. Okay, okay, yeah, good. And even the, so, the first sequel. So War kind of bridges it in a cool way. 
like oh. war, war for the Planet of the Apes. It does a nice job of of kind of bridging those two universes without being like a one to one type of thing. But interesting, like there's a lot of things that happen or start happening in war that um, that kind of sets it up. So whatever this is, it probably wouldn't slot in between those very well. I'm guessing, or maybe hmm. like, oh maybe I was I just kind of thinking of how they would fit it in there. They could, they could easily put it somewhere in between, but well, coming, I don't know who they'd be fighting with. All I know, I know. is comingsoon.net said it's going to be awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> Let's continue on with more react at the reboot. What time is it? Okay. We're doing okay. Especially considering our setbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, react at the reboot. Although this is also more, uh, sequel. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot maybe may bring back a big name from the original, but of course it's who who could possibly be a big name? You know what? <laughs> it this is a world of clickbait titles, my friend. It's not who you're thinking, right? According to CinemaBlend.com, director Joe Johnston, uh, who directed the original Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, potentially might come on to direct this one. That's the big name. Like I said. Oh, you jumped around again. Jump, jump, jump up and get down. Sweet. Um, oh, and then you jumped back down when I moved you. Awesome. Thanks, OBS <laughs> slash Skype. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, Melanie's There's times like these that I, I'm like, I should just do the still frame thing. <laughs> Melanie says, ah, it, it's, it says Grolic's podcast said that, but that's Melanie commenting there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Man, I really am jumping up there. Got like black bars underneath me and everything. That's what, dude. It's been doing that the whole time. That's what I'm talking about. It jumps it's your crazy, whole crazy, crazy. It's it's you know it's keeping me on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> Paul says that the big name that's coming back for Honey is uh, the Ant. <laughs> but but he was he was an Ant Man. He was Antony, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who owns this property? Is this gonna be Disney? Um, it's got to right. Oh, they own the original. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's going to be the, that's the big, that's the big news story. We're inventing it here. I mean, we're reporting it here. Uh, Honey, I shrunk the kids <laughs> is now a part of uh, the Marvel cinematic universe. That's canon. Yep. Cause I yep. said it. Wait, I haven't said it on Twitter yet. As soon as I do, then it's news. Um, no. So honey, I shrunk the, shrunk the rud. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the new movie is, it's a sequel. Um, mm-hmm. I do like that idea. It's going to be called shrunk. I guess it's just shrunk. Mm-hmm. They shrunk the title. Okay. Thank you, Melanie. She says you're both jumpy and neither one of you is on time. I, I asked yeah. the chat <laughs> ages ago. Hey, Melanie, if you're on, if you're watching on like your computer, uh, wherever you're commenting on this video, there might be a little, I don't know, a little arrow thing. If you click it down, you might be able to switch somewhere under the video or at the bottom of the post. You can switch to comment as yourself if you want. But if you're on your phone, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is all designed for phone, but I never use it that way. Right. Um, But basically, it's going to follow, what was it, the sun? Uh, Nick Mm -hmm. Schwalzinski. It's the baby, right? From Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. I so believe so. So that's like it's all canon. Um, the honey, I blew up the kid, and honey, we shrunk ourselves, which is such a bad. 
honey, we shrunk ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I ever saw that one. I don't think that. I think that's the one I did not see. I was like, nope, I am done. Okay, let me do a little uh, re 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 sync of. Uh, I'll do something here. It's either gonna fix the sync issues or make everything horrible. <laughs> everything is terrible. Made Jesse jump. Okay. Um, but yeah, he basically what he grows up and he's going to be, a, a a wacky scientist like his dad. Hijinks ensues, man. It's just in his DNA. But I mean, if they bring back the director of the original, that's at least interesting to me. That's enough to be on the fact that it, no, Nick is the boy from the first one. Okay. Oh, okay. That's what Melanie says. Oh, I remember the sister screaming. Nikki he didn't get, he didn't. He didn't get type two from all that uh, oatmeal pie that he ate. <laughs> it, was a, <laughs> it was an oatmeal cream pie that they found. It was enormous. They're just like, we're going to eat it. That seemed, and I know. And they thought that the ant was going to kill him. Man, that's that's a movie I haven't seen in forever. Paul H. Harder, another washed up inventor. How dare you? I mean, that's how they played it. But dude invented a shrink ray. There's no way they're not insanely rich yeah yeah even that's if it malfunctions <laughs> that's, acting sucker. that's inventing sucker that's inventing sucker god it's really jumping Juilliard over the place or whatever is the this the equivalent for inventors what is the equivalent? mit yeah <laughs> mit i don't know all right moving on to one last piece of react at the reboot slash <laughs> Just allergies okay and a grow rate you're right well a shr- uh, uh, that's true yeah a shrink ray is a grow ray you just have to reverse the polarity that's how science works yeah yeah ask doctor that's how ant-man works too how do you think how do you think that uh hank pym came up with it it wasn't pym particles he just ripped off another disney legend and that's how it worked in leprechaun 4 in space and that is a documentary <laughs> <laughs> that is a documentary uh jerry said so yeah <laughs> If you can't trust Jerry, wait, I don't trust Jerry. <laughs> He's a gnome, by the way. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why I tw- trust him. I trust him. <laughs> I trust him for everything. You're doing your Ace of Base impression tonight, apparently, according to Paul. I don't. I saw the sign. Did it open up your eyes? And I saw the sign. Halloween kills. <laughs> Halloween kills start. Star teases the nastiest movie in the franchise. Nasty. Uh, so, gee, where is this? Where is this clip? Where is this quote from? Is it from Twitter? It's got to be right. It's got to be. Well, regardless. Uh, so basically, the the guy who will be playing Lonnie, who I love that they have Lonnie in it because he's such a throwaway character. He was one of the little like bully kids in the original. And the guy's like, Lonnie. Right. <laughs> it, <laughs> get, uh, I'm going to do I can't bleep myself because it's live, but Lonnie, get your ass out of here. It, it's funny. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he says, I don't think I could say anything about Halloween Kills, except it might be the nastiest of all of them. It has some terrifying scenes in it. This is such a nothing story too, but it's Halloween. I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> That's it. That's like the whole story. I can't oh, yeah. say anything except it's nasty. 
I don't know if I trust <laughs> random actor who's playing Lonnie, but uh, yeah, okay. Lonnie, get your act together. What do you think he means? It's nasty, brutal kills. Um, probably. That's probably what he's getting at. Because what else is Halloween really known for? Melanie says you two should do do some robot dancing. It would look really cool. I think. Yeah, we must be choppy. I think, but every time I try to, every time I try to, it puts me down in the corner. And all you can see are like my fingertips. Like every time I've tried to do anything with it. Robot spirit fingers. Robot jazz hands. Yeah, Melanie points out. Don't mind me. I'm not an evil version of myself from the future. (laughs) Melanie points out. Double droid. (laughs) Dr- <laughs> Doppel droid. <laughs> Master God. Luke. We just <laughs> listen, everybody. After Grolix 100, the show's just going to turn into the Doppel Jesse show. <laughs> <laughs> the Doppel Jesse show. Uh, it was just me be, just be uh, Doppel Jesse like um, berating people or. With his Doppel puppets and his Doppel <laughs> droids. <laughs> Doppel droid. Popple yeah. gangers. <laughs> oh, yeah. The pop, the Popple gangers. Yes. Uh, Remember the popples? Melanie points out nasty. Well, now, <laughs> na- na- nasty doesn't necessarily mean scary, just gross. Down in dirty, says Paul. Or very, very political because she's such a nasty woman. So are we? God, we are super choppy. It that's got to be internet connection. Then I rebooted routers when we did take two tonight, so it's. You want me to do? Can't can't do anything about it. If <laughs> if the we'll audio sounds really choppy, good on the replay, it's gonna sound great on the replay. I'm recording the audio externally, which I usually don't. So hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. It's gonna yeah. sound like it's gonna sound as good as a normal pod, uh, Brolix episode, which is rare. Is the content as good? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well let's know because we just all we do is react to how bad it is on the video. All right, ha! we've done a lot of that, and I ain't ed- <laughs> editing nothing. Um, no, nope. That's what you get for living in small towns. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, trailers. Let's talk about trailers, and then let's yeah, let's get out of here. It's getting it's getting lateish. Um, yep. I was looking at the trailers that come out this week. There were only really three that jumped out to me. Uh, I might have missed mm-hmm. something, but um, Mulan, Black Widow, and No Time to Die. First, let's talk about Mulan. I had not seen this. I mean, I, I think this was the first trailer for it, but. You know that's the live action Mulan, and unlike right. unlike some of the other Disney stuff, I have no like I have no attachment to the, the original Disney Mulan, so I'm fine with a mm-hmm. live action one. Um, did you watch this trailer? What did you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I checked it out because you sent me uh, you sent me the links, and uh, and I was kind of skeptical because I'm skeptical of all these live action remakes because I don't really need them. But out of all of them that have come before, this one looks less like a one-to-one remake, and this one feels a little bit more like a like a historical period piece, um, which I might be more interested in seeing. I don't know. Well, at least, I guess maybe you could say the same for Aladdin, but at least something like this where it's it's not lions. It's like human characters. It makes sense to do a live-action remake, and it's not your typical Disney fantasy story in the first place. Right. Um, I thought it looked good. Actually, it kind of looked cool, yeah. but it, it, you know, I've got, 
I, I like that setting. Um, sure. Is it going to be in another? Are they going to have it in a foreign language though? Because it always really bugs me when I'm mm. watching a movie where I'm like, none but there's none of these people should be speaking English yet they're all speaking English to each other. And I'm like, it kind of just, right. it's a weird thing. If they're going to do a version for China, I want to watch that version with subtitles because that'll make it feel more authentic to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see that. Um, that said, I mean, I don't know if it's actually going to be good, but I, it looks well made. So, Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, trailers are meant to sell the thing, and I think this trailer sells it pretty well. But I honestly don't know much about Milan. It's it's one of those I mean, I didn't know anything about the story before Disney made it made it into a movie. And it's one of those that came after like it was a little late for me to like it to be mm-hmm. one of my Disney childhood movies, so Right. Holly really liked it, so um I've seen it multiple times, but it's 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 also not one that I've that's necessarily ingrained in my memory. But it's it was a good it's a good tale and I could see it being if they if they take it a little bit more historically, um, it could be a good story. It could be a lot of fun. I'm catching up on some of these comments. Uh, Crushing Tiger Hidden Milan is not a good comment, Paul. It's lame. That's a lame joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he is in the right place for lame jokes, but but I mean that I think is. A Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon wasn't super bright, but it does remind me of House of Thou- uh, House of House of a Thousand Daggers. You know the Rob Zombie yeah. Kung Fu movie. No House of Flying Daggers. <laughs> House, of, House of a Thousand Daggers. Yes, where it's just like insanely colorful. It has a very bright, colorful look. Um, you know, so that's that's cool to me. But what cracked me up is uh, Melanie says, "I want non-living action on dead action." <laughs> Uh, you didn't spend enough time with kids. Well, that's exactly it. No, thank God. <laughs> I didn't have to. I didn't have to watch. I didn't have to watch Disney movies that didn't particularly interest me. And over and over again, after I, you know, after I grew up and didn't have to watch Mary Poppins with my sisters over and over. Cinderella was okay though, and L- Little Mermaid's a good movie. Okay, Black yeah, Widow. It it's legit, right? It's good. Yeah. Uh, Black Black Widow. I don't know what to think of this trailer, honestly. Did you watch this one? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, that's communism, sucker. <laughs> it's even got <laughs> David Arbor. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a Red Guardian. Um, I, I think it, it's got some in, it's got some characters I really in, genuinely enjoy in it. So, I mean, I'll probably see it, but I don't know. I don't know how much I really I mean, that's the problem is I don't know how much I care about a Black Widow movie going forward. This really is a movie that's like five years too late. Five years too late? You glitched out a little bit on my end. I don't know for them, but. Yeah, yeah. I think the, I think the movie is, is a little behind, you know, which, I mean, has been the major criticism. I'm not saying anything new, that's for sure. But uh, I think my attention has moved on since, you know, Endgame. It didn't really wow me, and you know I love David Arbor, Arbor, and but like he shows up, and he, his character they're playing for like a goofy laugh, and I was like, kind of I don't know, 
it looked okay, but it really didn't get me excited for it. All right. Basically, Taskmaster is the main thing that I'm interested in because I always like that character. Yeah. He basically can watch a person's fighting style and then mimic it perfectly just by watching it. It's the, He's the ultimate Marvel movie villain. Right? Yeah. And, and, kind of, and they've waited this long. <laughs> right? And kind of perfect for, uh, you know, for Black Widow. If you're going to have yeah. somebody oh, powered, yeah. that be the person to throw against a non-powered person. Um, yeah. And then this one I threw in because it's a big movie, but we don't, I don't know. I know we, it's Bond's a little outside of our thing, but No Time to Die, new James Bond movie. Have you watched, you, are you caught up on all the uh, uh, I'm Daniel not, Craig Bonds? I don't think I've watched the last one. Spectre? I, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched Spectre. I hadn't either. Um, ironically, I watched the opening sequence this weekend. This just this past weekend. Oh, uh, really? My friend just fired it up randomly because he had new surround sound and the surrounds. I I will, I'll admit the surround sound uh, for the opening sequences of Spectre were were intense because you have like a like a helicopter scene and and the surround sound with Bose speakers. It was like I could feel the the helicopter like in my chest. It was crazy. Wow! I just realized. Yeah, no wonder we're so choppy. We've dropped like sixty percent of our frames. What is going on oh. today? What is going on today? Is it our Skype connection? Is that the problem? I don't know. Ah, it's just the internet. Um, Paul asks, so is she the phase four kickoff? I, honestly, I don't think that's jumping. I'm sorry. I'm jumping back. That's Black Widow. I, can, I don't think so. Can't imagine. And Melanie says, Stranger, Stranger, Stranger Sheriff. I like that that's his name. Stranger Sheriff doesn't look right as a superhero. Yeah, and they intentionally like really kind of goofy him up, I think. Um No, yeah. I mean, I'll see Spectre at some point, but um I've liked the new Bond movies. They're just not usually super high on my priority list. But right. it looked okay. I would recommend War War uh for the Planet of the Apes first. But I mean I love me some Planet of the Apes movies and mind. I still haven't yeah. watched the last one of those that came out how long ago? Yeah, no, oh, no, I, I would, I that. would recommend it. It was good. Well, it came out about the same time as a lot of other things, and it's just super high on my priority list. So I was like, I'm seeing it. Okay, 2017, old, but not as old as I was thinking. That's and I was worried when I saw that Woody Harrelson was going to be on there because I was like, Ooh, Woody Harrelson, man, he can be either he just either nails it or does not, or he's just Woody but Harrelson and it really can take well. you out of it. Yeah. More exactly. No, almost, he was really good in this. Movie's almost two hours and 20 minutes. Somebody needs to cut it into an episode, and I'll binge that in a night. One, two hours. <laughs> right, right. I'll binge that in a setting, but two hour and 20 minute runtime on a movie, I see that. I'm like, no. I don't know what the difference <laughs> is. Right. That's like when we, uh, last season at GCU, we did uh, Hateful Eight. Oh, all those Tarantino movies, man. We did Hateful Eight, and I was... I, I was looking forward to rewatching it, but I was also kind of dreading it because it's such a such a long movie. Mm-hmm. But then Netflix did that thing where they released it basically as a miniseries, so it's like four chunks, like four hour long chunks, maybe three. I don't know. I watched the whole thing in one setting. It's something about those those it those oh yeah the, the little breaks. It makes you want to keep watching. It's such a trick. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a trick. 
eventually movies are going to figure that out and they're going to just start doing that. Well, I think I think that's basically what happened with that um, Living With Yourself, that Paul Red Netflix uh, miniseries. Mm-hmm. Like I could have I could have easily binged that in a single sitting easily because they're like 30 minute episodes, kind of like Cobra Kai. But Cobra Kai plays a little bit faster and looser with it because sometimes they'll do like a 45 minute one. But yeah. Um, okay. I realized I just realized I didn't really have anything to say about Bond, but that's that's pretty much it. It looks all right. This is the one that everybody's got outrage about because there's a female 007 or something. Yeah. And they may have even changed it. I, I don't know that they flat out said she's a 007. They say she's a he double O. comes up and says, yeah, are you a double O or something? Yeah, so but they don't Maybe say. they've already like changed that because of the outcry. be cheesy if they changed it because of the outcry. Well, maybe oh, she, yeah. it should be the next one. Don't remind me of how long that recording was, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, okay, so on the next episode of Grolic Cinematic Universe, it's our Friday the 13th special part two. I recorded it with Paul last night. Three hours long. Three hours long. <laughs> I am. I have not even had time to touch it yet, and I'm so dreading having to edit this thing. Um, I'm going to do my best to cut down a slim version, and then maybe I'll put, because we basically spent an hour on each of the movies. So maybe I'll, if I can... I'll cut down a slim version and then throw up the like hour long three, basically three hour long episodes on Patreon. I don't know. No promises, but that's what I'm kind of thinking I'll try to do. Hmm. That's probably a good way to do it. Um, Friday the 13th, man. You don't think you have a lot to say about those movies because, but I don't know, but you do. <laughs> you know, <in> some <laughs> right. movies, some movies, it's like, I feel like I could talk about that movie more the people that wrote the movie thought about it when they were writing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no. For sure. For sure. That's just a fact. Uh, it's fun, though. Those are fun movies to revisit. Uh, you know what else people should revisit? Uh, if they haven't... If they have... No. You know what else people should listen to? <laughs> they should go to GrawlixPodcast.com <laughs> or look up Grawlix Podcast on uh, their favorite podcast app of choice and check out the most recent episode grolix podcast number 100 pre-show pre-show <laughs> number 100 it's finally here it's good. Almost. it was a good show though it yeah. is i liked it i mean most... just like tonight we talked a lot about star wars <laughs> we did and it's so weird that's not that's not our thing that's not our wheelhouse but you know speaking of but movies, ironically like once once a year we kind of do <laughs> you know there are just there are certain movies Star Wars movies, or maybe like the the Planet of the Apes movies, or not Bond. Bond's out. Bond's not nerdy enough, but um, they're they'll come out. They're huge movies. Everybody's talking about them, and then I'll spend. I'll take like two years, three years to finally see it, and then we talk about it. Right. Yeah. Star yeah. Wars is one of those. Take my time. I get around to it eventually. But uh, you know, I thought it was a super solid episode. It was a lot of fun. Me- Melanie listened that episode whoa what the a pre-show a (laughs) pre-show she melanie never melanie doesn't listen to podcasts especially our podcast that she's on right um but she messaged me and she's like asking commenting on something and i was like listen but yeah she listened to it (laughs) i think initially because she wanted to hear the end but yeah why would she want to check out the end? You'll have to go listen to it yourself. 
listener, check it out. It's the ending is interesting. It's 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 not what we're used to. <laughs> I don't know what you're yep. talking about. I have a great laugh. There's some there's some oddness at the end of that episode. Um I was pretty happy with I can't comment on it. <laughs> break cave break kayfabe. Can't break kayfabe. Um okay, that's all I got. Uh, what do you got? You got anything else, Jesse? You got anything coming up? You got anything exciting? Uh no, nah, nothing nothing that's really coming up in the near future. Just, you know, I've got this weekend I'm going for another round of Thanksgiving. So yeah, Christmas is coming up, so all that all the Christmas festivities it's crazy right now uh life is just crazy because of holiday and yeah you've got another thanksgiving so this round? was a nice little break what's that you got another thanksgiving round coming up yeah well we're going out to uh holdridge this time oh. so we're gonna be way way out there it's like a i don't know it's a couple hours just to get there and back <laughs> we'll spend most of the time driving there or back um yeah, I mean, I don't have, you know, I talked about upcoming GCU. Uh, I don't know if it was on this stream or not, but if it wasn't uh, Grindbin Podcast, I was a guest on an episode right. this, this week. We talked about Black Mama, White Mama. What's that? You're going to have to go listen to the Grindbin Podcast to check it out. Um, but that was my fourth appearance on that show, and it's always awesome talking to Mike Wood. And uh, You were recently on uh, Moose's show as well. Oh my god! I was recently on Moose's Monster Mash. We talked. We talked for many hours, and he had to cut it into two episodes. I re, I sense a reoccurring theme. It's because Paul takes <laughs> super thorough notes, and it takes a while to get through those notes. But yeah, no, we talked about Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, both the originals and the ra- the racist. Melanie said something about sounds racist in that. Don't look at the comments <laughs> yeah. while I'm talking. And the remakes, not the racists, although they could be racist. I don't think they are. Um, and that was a good time. That was a good time. Have you, If you have never seen the Night of the Living Dead remake from 1990, I believe it was, directed by Tom Savini, makeup, the horror makeup master himself directed the remake of Night of the Living Dead. You should check it out. It's actually really good. Um, mm. But yeah. I'm sure I saw it, but it's been a long time because I've Moose. I've probably reseen the original one uh, several times and probably saw the the remake maybe once. The remake doesn't get a lot of play, but yeah, you can. I actually, I think you can watch it for free on Tubi TV. Tubi. Hmm. Okay. Was that T U B I dot TV? Right. Um, it might be free on there. If not that, it's Pluto. But I'm pretty sure it's Tubi TV. And uh, worth a watch. Hmm. Night was kind of racist. Was it? Um, Night of the Living Dead? Maybe. I suppose. They don't ever go that way, which I appreciate, given... Um, I was going to say, I think, I, I think it seemed, uh, for the time, it seemed actually kind of progressive. S- super so. Yeah, no. Like, our pretty much our protagonist was... Uh, black male and that in this uh, movie came out in the 60s that didn't really happen right but like the characters like they never play the race card aspect in it at all so that's kind of even better right um 
But yeah, Moose's Monster Mash. If you go to uh, electronicmediacollective.com, as far as I know, that's the easiest way to find it. Well, I mean, so there might be the racism. uh, There's the social commentary, but there's not like the blatant, you know, anybody, nobody drops the N-bomb or anything like that. Right. Like it might be about racism, but they don't, they don't play it on their, it's not, on the nose, which honestly is not really uh, Romero's style. His commentary is usually pretty on the nose, but, you know. Okay, well, let's end this. Hey, I've been Randall Sylvie. You can find me, of course, on Grolix Podcast at GrolixPodcast.com. You can also find me at RandallSylvie.com or go to PodEdit.com if you need help with your podcast. And, uh, you know, on Twitter, you can find me there. How about you, Jesse? <laughs> You can find me on the Grox podcast as well, which is at that same website. Or uh, you can just kind of find all my other stuff. My hub is jessekiefer.com. That's J-E-S-S-E-K-I-E-F-E-R.com. Branding. We know how to brand things. Branding, yeah. You have that. You have, you have a URL too, don't you? Don't yeah, you Randall have a Ran- Sil- Randall Sylvie? Yeah. RandallSylvie.com. That's not Randall with two L's either. But uh, yeah. And and like yours, it's kind of just it's a portal to other places. But right, right. Um, I forget to use it. I should probably just use it more often because yeah, it's the easiest way to get to all the places. Yeah, same here, same here. I I it does auto update with like the podcasts I host. So if you ever want to see the most recent episodes I've hosted, it's always up to date. Um, but I should I've been guesting on a lot of podcasts lately, so I should like do a little manual work and add those to their that too but all right everybody thanks for joining us Uh, i know i realized the stream was super choppy honestly i don't know what's going on with that i think it's internet connection but honestly it could be skype it could be obs or the streaming software none of it's actually working very well tonight so (laughs) it could be a cable (laughs) just hit a cable at some point i can see jesse though and my computer has not gone down and refused to boot so we're doing better than we were a couple weeks ago yeah 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 all right i'm gonna end this show for real i don't actually have i don't think i have the outro music jesse you're still jumping all over this is gonna be an unbearable video to try to watch back to watch later connection which sucks because i mean i rebooted the router and the um the modem so Hmm. i did what i could it is what it is we tried that's that's the thing we tried we didn't we didn't let it stop us this time